bright light said it gonna set my soul Gonna set my soul on fire Got a whole lot of money that's ready to burn So get those stakes up higher There's a thousand pretty women waiting out there They're all living the devil may care And I'm just a devil with love and spare So Viva Las Vegas how I wish that Hello everyone, welcome to our bonus episode of Showgirls. Thank you, subscribers. Our show is actually called Exploit It Though, the movie we're looking at is Showgirls. I'm Alexis Showski. I feel like my brain has been exploited by this movie. Mine Kevin. too. That's why I just said random words for an opening, apparently. But yeah, Showgirls, 1995, directed by Paul Verhoeven. Just one week. The most controversial movie of the year comes to video. Find out what everybody's talking about. Showgirls. Ugh, this movie. It was yep, two hours and 11 minutes. Strap in, boys. It was rated NC-17, which was kind of a big deal at the time. Like the only big budget NC-17 that was made up to that point and since, because this was grossly unsuccessful for good reason. I remember my, my parents telling me, no, it is 95, so it have been just my dad saying, you can't you can't go watch that Showgirls movie, it's rated NC-17. It's like, thanks, Dad, I wasn't planning on it anyway. I will say, having watched the movie, just before we get out started, but for one scene, I think this movie would be re-rated... Are today, but we'll talk about the scene when we get there. But yeah, there's a, a fair amount of nudity in it, but I don't in language. But I don't think that would have been enough today in 2023 to get an NC-17. But I think there's one thing that pushed it over the top. I just watched a movie Saturday that had quite a lot of full frontal, and uh, you got to see Mia Goth naked and Aaron Skarsgård nursing off of her, and that was rated R. Oh, that was the Cronenberg movie, the kid, the Cronenberg Jr. movie, right? Yeah, we might do that movie someday. It was so loud. I just, I, I, I heard it. I heard. I read a review for it, kind of a synopsis. I'm like, that's insane. That's a trippy movie. And I was like, that sounds like something we might cover. I'll tell you about it later. Yes, yeah, so let's let's. As much as we don't want to, let's focus on show. We have Elizabeth Berkeley in cowboy clothes somewhere in the in the mountains. Hopefully nowhere yeah. near me. I was trying to I was trying to figure it out. So what do they say about four hundred miles to the Vegas and then there's east of Vegas and there's snow. I was guessing Utah. Somewhere in Utah. Probably. And she's picked up by this dude with this open shirt. Uh what's his fucking Jeff. Oh yeah. Good old Jeff. Weird looking dude. He's like, Hey, I'm going to Vegas. It's your lucky day. Why don't you move a little bit closer? Instantly she pulls out this switchblade and it's like, I'm gonna fucking kill you. Yeah, um, Elizabeth Berkeley's character in this movie uh, is completely unhinged. Yeah, she starts at an 11 and stays there. This is some Dennis Hopper level, like, insanity. There is no subtlety here. She just pulls out nope. this knife. I'm gonna fucking kill you! You know, and um, so he tries to calm her down, and he's like, what's your name? Nomi. Huh. My mom was Italian, motherfucker! My note is like, God, I hate Jeff, but then as she keeps going, he's like, where are you from? Many places! Like, no, I hate Nomi more. Jeff, potential yeah, date I, rapist, is better than Nomi. Well, Nomi is legitimately insane. <laughs> yeah. Now, over the course of the movie, I soften on her a bit. But yeah, Jesus, this intro is not winning her any favors. <laughs> and so they get to Vegas, where she wants to dance. It's like, you sure you can make a lot of money and go to Charlotte to be a race car driver? <laughs> That's right. She leaves her bag in a, his suit, her suitcase in his truck, 
and um, he's like, oh, my uncle, he 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 runs this, the, which one are they at? The, it starts with an R. Oh, I don't remember. I don't know. He's like, my, but my uncle runs this place, and um, I'm going to see if he could get you a job. Here's $10, so go gamble. I'll bring it back. back. So she uh walks around, and she takes her jacket off. She's wearing this really low-button shirt and no bra, so she came to Vegas in full-on hoe mode. She <laughs> <laughs> started to roll. Well, as we learn a little bit more about her at the very end of the movie, it's not completely out of character. No. And uh, she wins at one slot machine, and then they're like, oh, wow. Do you want to go try our dollar slots? You're so good at this. So she, she loses gets, all of her money. Yeah, she gets stupated. She goes out to get her suitcase and realizes that Jeff stole her suitcase. And she has this flailing seizure of an attack in the parking lot. At this point, I'm remembering Vegas in 1995. And like, I thought it was cool. I definitely missed the sound of real coins hitting the clinking into the slot machines. But it was probably just super sleazy in 95. I was a kid. What the fuck did I know? Yeah, so she's just screaming, fuck, 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 fuckers, fuck, fuck, and beating up all the cars in the parking lot. And at this point, you realize that Elizabeth Berkeley is trying to do the JTT thing and just trying to move away from being Jesse Spano. And so she meets this girl. What is that girl's name? Molly? Is her friend's name? Molly, yes. The only, like, reasonable character in the movie. I don't know. She becomes friends with this crazy woman. Uh, but, I mean, think about it. How often does somebody... I mean, that's just... Some people are just psychologically drawn to crazy. Maybe she thought she could fix her. Yep. And, um... So, she gets in a fight with this Molly. Just, I don't know, reason. Because Molly's like, hey, that's my car. And Nomi's just like, person must die! Gah! Yeah, right. That's uh, unhinged. So, Molly's like, here, let's get you some food. And they go to this, like, little burger stand. And, um, Molly's trying to be nice and get to know Nomi. She's like, what's your name? My name is Nomi! Her traditional introduction. <laughs> it's Italian! That's right. And she's like, where are you from, Nomi? Many places! And she throws these french fries That's everywhere. Right. That's fucking ridiculous. Many places! Nobody behaves like like this. This woman, she's like, wow, you're so insane. Come stay at my place. At least Molly is a good person. I mean, if I was sitting across somebody that just screamed, many places, and threw french fries everywhere. Just eat fries at me. <laughs> Yeah, I probably would be like, okay, have a nice I'm, life. I'm calling the police. Hopefully not see you around again. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, so Molly, we learned, does costumes for one of them big Vegas shows, which I didn't know they had Vegas shows like this, where everybody... Topless showgirl shows? Yeah, that was like a, a thing. Yeah, where it's like really, really super expensive, lots of production design. And everybody I, I naked. Just, again, I wasn't old enough for this stuff in 1995, but I don't understand the appeal. Yeah, you get to see some booba, but, like, you have to sit through a really weird show. I think I'd rather just go to the strip club. Yeah. Strip club it looks a lot more fun in this movie, too. Yeah. But Molly's like, come on, work with me today. And we see that all the other showgirls are just almost as insane as Nomi. Yep. She'll fit right in. There's this one girl, Annie, and she's like, You gotta fix my, my thong! My snatch is gonna be smiling at people! I did like some of the dialogue in this scene. And the gay guys are just like, Oh, well, who would want to see her snatch anyway? <laughs> That's right. And we see the star of the show, Crystal Connors, played by Gina Gershon, the only person who knows what this movie is. Right. She Very good performance. 
works perfect. Well, there are a couple other performances I like, but this one, this one is of the bigger roles in the movie is definitely entertaining. She's like, I know that this movie is campy trash and that gay men are going to be dressing up as me at Halloween parties for the next 20 years. <laughs> she knows that going into this role. Um, and while all the, the showgirls are going up, we get somebody, nobody, really, just go, wouldn't it be great if she fell down those stairs? Like, oh, foreshadowing. Ha ha, foreshadowing. And so Nomi goes to watch the show and she's like standing on some balcony dancing along with them. Yeah. <laughs> And um, so there's this big, giant choreography, fire everywhere, and then they're like, we're so proud to present Crystal Connors! And Gina Gershon comes up on an elevator topless, and then everybody's just naked and erotic, and I'm just like, this is unsettling. What is this, an orgy? I think this sort of thing was super popular in the era. Incidentally, this takes place at the Stardust, which I'd like to point out, does not exist anymore. It did at the time, though. Because yes, I, I thought it was a made-up casino for this movie, but no, it really was, because I saw nope. it in Speedway Junkie. Very much real, until 2006, I want to say. Um, ends with a big explosion, and Crystal's tits, and the <laughs> audience is eating this up. They are cheering, they love it. You know, this guy is interviewing Gina for TV. She's like, Crystal Connors is everything Vegas! She's dazzling, exciting, she's very sexy! We could have had... Latoya Jackson, and I can name drop a bunch of 90s stars that no one cares about now. Uh, and apparently she left Broadway for this. And she's Probably like, better pay. Yeah. And um, so Nomi's backstage just watching all this. We also get to see Zach Carey, played by Kyle McLaughlin. He's the Father entertainment Father Sleeper Has Awakened. Yes. I watched this movie with Martha a long, long time ago, and she really, really likes Dune, and will only refer to Kyle McLaughlin as Muad'Dib. I always think of him as the, the kid from Blue Velvet. Yeah. I actually like Kyle McLaughlin a lot. And he's pretty good here. I mean, that's how I'd get Martha to watch a lot of movies that Kyle McLaughlin is in. I'd be like, Muad'Dib is in it. <laughs> hey, uh, and then works. He's in this movie, and there's a scene we'll talk about much, much later, where Martha's just, Muad'Dib, no! But <clears throat> he, um, let's see here. So Nomi goes and actually meets Crystal backstage. I guess I'll just say now that uh, Kyle McLaughlin's character, Zach, is a mid-90s entertainment executive. He is a piece of shit. <laughs> in all all of those, in, uh, everything good and bad that comes with it. The only one who doesn't realize this is Nomi. Correct. And um, so Nomi's like, oh, Crystal, you did such a great job. I'm going to be a dancer just like you. She's like, where do you work? I work at the Cheetah, which is actually called Cheetahs, but... <laughs> yeah, well... It's Nomi. And Crystal's like, I don't know who you are or what you're good at, but if you're the cheetah, it's not dancing. <laughs> so Naomi's like, you don't know shit, you fucking bitch! And they gotta remove her. They throw her outside. she's completely unhinged. And um, and then Gina Gershon, Crystal's like, your friend has nice nails. Maybe she could do mine sometime. And Naomi's just in the parking lot having another fuck, fuck, fuck episode. And Molly's like, okay, Naomi, time to go to work. No, I can't work. I'm insane. So they go to a club instead. On this week's episode of White People Dancing. Yep. And we get this black guy, James, who's a bouncer there. His performance too, now that I think about it. And he's like, you know, she can't dance. She's just teasing his dick. He's like, you got potential. I could teach you. I'm like, this is the dumbest fucking pickup line. Yep. Until we learn that he actually does teach dance. but Yes, but it still also remains a dumb pickup line. And um, 
No, Nomi causes a fight. Yeah, kicks uh, James right in the balls, and then stumbles into some random white dude who gets salty, and then starts a whole brawl. And Naomi watches this proudly, the yep, evil demon that she is. Because she's unhinged, <laughs> as we've said before. And she goes to jail, and James bails her out. And he's like, I could, I could teach you how to dance. Look, look, all I want is a cup of coffee. And she gives him a quarter. Says, buy yourself a cup! And, like, he just paid her bail, and he's like, have a cup of coffee, and she's like, no! Why would you pay her bail, though? Like, are you that desperate for poon? (laughs) He does say later on that he has a problem with pussy. And he admits it. Yeah, he is an addict. And so we get to see Nomi at work at Cheetah's, and all the girls are just topless getting ready. They're talking about, girl, did you miss your period? Do my boobs look bigger? Um, like, no woman actually talks like this, really. And then enter Mama. <laughs> Character's kind of fun. And I was like, is this a brothel? Is she the madame? No. <laughs> it's kind of like a vaudeville act she puts on. Naomi's the only one that can fix her dress to where when Mama moves her arms, her tits pop out and there's a sound effect. Yeah. Kind of reminds me of the uh, stand-up act from uh, <laughs> from Dolomite. Yeah, and she's so energetic. The club owner, played by Robert Davi. Of uh, My Name is Hunter directorial fame. Yep. I looked him up because I kind of liked a couple of scenes he was in. And then I'm like, oh, oh, oh. So, yeah. Um, he, brings the new, he brings the new girl, um, Hope. He's like, this is Hope. She's going to be dancing with you. She's new. She's never danced before. She's never done anything. She she wants to go to Charlotte to be a race car driver. She's that naive. Right. She's, she's Johnny level naive here. Yeah, her her actual name is Penny. <laughs> yeah, her name is. She's like my name's Penny, and then Robert Davi's like nobody here wants to fuck a Penny. They want to fuck a Heather or a Tiffany or a Hope. This is a class joint, and it goes right into Henrietta Mama, Queen of the Bazooms, and her vaudeville act. I will say, um, I, I point out that her name is Penny because she is the star of the sequel of this movie, which I refuse to watch. I watched about 20 minutes of it. It's terrible. Rena Riffles is the actress's name. She wrote, directed, produced, starred in, and edited Showgirls 2. <laughs> Penny's from heaven. It's the only role I ever got. I've got to try to... But, and they got got some of the guys to come back for it, too, which is insane to me. But anyway. Penny is there, and Nomi comes up. That's the last person you want to ever talk to you. Right. And he's like, have you ever given a lap dance before? No, what's that? And um, so, is it Nomi that's talking about men coming? No, I think it's the... Uh, oh, yeah, like, Robert Dolly. He's like, yeah, um, they you can touch them, but they can't touch you. But if they come all over you, it's only okay if they leave a big tip, and Penny is so uncomfortable. Yes, that's that's the gist of the scene. And then he, If they come, that's okay. If they pull it out and come on you, that's not okay. Unless they tip you big. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. And then he just tells her flat out, if you want to last longer than a week, you'll give me a blowjob. First you get used to the money, then I make you swallow. <laughs> and then he walks away. And she's like, was he serious? And I put, yeah, he he probably was. Yes, no, maybe, probably. Hard to tell with him. Crystal and Zach go to Cheetahs, and right during uh, Mama's act, and she's singing fucking Farmer in the Dell. Yeah. 
I had a cherry once, but now it's shot to hell. Yeah. And so, Omi, who goes by Heather on stage, she she takes to the, the stage, does her full nude act. The moment that so many millennial boys were waiting for. And she licks the pole. Ooh. Ugh. All those girls with their crotches on it, and she licks it. Best case scenario, it tastes like sand, like uh, like bleach. <laughs> yeah, they were really good about. If for some reason they were really good about cleaning it, it would just taste like bleach. That's best case scenario. I've seen a few topless bars, and the first thing each dancer does when they come out is they lice all the fuck out of that pole. <laughs> yes, they should. And then they well, actually, no, that's what they do after they leave because the next girl comes on ready to dance. So in 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 theory, uh, it would just taste like Lysol. But after a girl is done with her act, she she picks up all of her dollars like some goblin, <laughs> and then cleans the pole and leaves. But then Hope comes out full nude, and she's rubbing on the pole that you know Nomi was licking. Yeah, and, a classy joint. And Crystal's like, "Oh, you like her? I'll buy her for you." And James is a bouncer here now. He lost his job at the other club. And Omi's going around trying to trying to get a dance. And she's just going up to people. Hi, my name is Heather. Would you like a private dance with me? And the guy just goes, can I suck your tits? And she walks away. Nope. <laughs> Technically, no. Can't, be, can't touch them. So they're offering her, uh, Crystal and Zach are offering her money. And they keep upping it to like $500 because she doesn't want to dance for them. By rule, they're not, she's not supposed to do couples, girls not allowed back there. Yeah, but then they offer $500, and Robert Davi's like, she'll take it! You can come yep. on her too, you know? <laughs> That's right, pretty much. Bouncer James, he doesn't trust this, so he just tries to go and watch the dance too. And for a while, it's a, it's a pretty typical private dance. You know, Gina Gershon goes and sits in a corner, and so she's all over Muad'Dib. Yeah. Uh, full nude, you know, rubbing all over him, and then she just gets on top of him and flails like a mad person. Yeah. And he comes, and, you know, uh, the bouncer James is trying to talk Naomi into taking dance lessons from them, but, like, you dance like how you fuck. I'm like, oh, good <laughs> lord, is that how she fucks? That's horrible. Yeah. Well, <laughs> as we see later. Yeah. And She's like, no, I don't fuck him. He's like, you fuck him without fucking him, and that ain't right. But she, she again, refuses the, the dance lessons. Um, I have a random note about, apparently, this Andrew Carver guy is a big deal. Cause we, oh, yeah. We do well, get hints that there's this guy called Andrew Carver. He is important to this movie, unfortunately. So we get, um, no, me and Hope are doing full nude, really raunchy stuff at Cheetah's. When some guy comes up, he's like, I want to give you an audition at Stardust. I'm Tony Moss, the producer. No, no, Tony Moss is the producer who they meet when she goes to the audition. Yeah. He's like, I am a prick and I am proud of it. This is one of my favorite characters in the movie because he's just like an unapologetic asshole. And knows it and admits it and doesn't care. Yeah, and uh, he just gets them topless and then he gets mad at Naomi because her nipples are, aren't hard. There's a line here that cracks me up because he goes, he goes, gay. Uh, do this, Marty, do this. And I'm like, did he just call his gay assistant gay? Yes. <laughs> it's not. I mean, gay is the is the choreographer. <laughs> oh. But but it sounds like he's just like, gay. <laughs> 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 it's like, 
doesn't deserve a name. He's just gay. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, that's not. But that's, I swear, I thought that was what he was saying. Which for that character would not be out of out of would not be out of character. Because he does, he's giving Nomi crap about her nipples. He's like, "I'm a wrecked. Why aren't you?" <laughs> and um, it's a, it's a hard man. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, right. "Let's get some ice in here. Rub this ice on your nipples." And she's like, "No!" And runs away. And I'm like, "You literally rub your vagina on people's faces for money, <laughs> no. but putting ice on your nipples—that's just too much." For for a show that is a topless show. Yeah. Which you knew going into this. You've seen the show. I think this is supposed to be a scene where it's like, oh man, this guy is a complete pig. And he kind of is, but also the, he is casting for a show that is a topless show. Yeah. So he it is his job to pick out people who aesthetically fit what he wants for the show. And boobs are part of this. Nipples are part of this. So she she goes out and she's leaving and um our buddy James is you know, since he got fired from Cheetahs for watching the lap dances <laughs> now, right. now he's a bad guy at the Stardust. He's like a valet. And he gets himself <laughs> fired from here too. Because he's just trying to talk to Nomi. So they decide to finally become friends. And they go eat a cheeseburger. He- he has such a problem with pussy. He keeps getting himself fired over. And um, he's he writes music, and he's like, I'm planning this dance show. Here, here, dance for me. And they dance. And they're starting to get erotic. It's kind of flash dance, but then it gets really awkward. Yeah, when she goes, I'm on my period. And he's like, oh, no, you're just saying. You can go ahead, check. And he puts his hand down her pants, and he pulls it out, and he's like, ew. Like, that was horrible. It was a horrible goes, scene. He goes, wait, I have towels. <laughs> yeah, fair, fair enough, dude. If I mean, what you're into, you're into. But Naomi gets the chorus girl job at Stardust. She's still cast. And um, so she goes to, to quit Cheetahs. And she's like, I quit! I'm done, motherfuckers! And uh, Robert Duffy's like, you'll be back. You're a stripper. No, I'm a dancer! And she goes... I mean... <laughs> she goes to tell... uh. James the good news, and he's got some other girl sleeping with him. And I was like, you left, girl? Like, you've hated this guy the whole movie, and you're on your period, so it's not like you're gonna have sex with him today anyway. That's right. <laughs> and, um, he's like, I got this other girl. You're not gonna give her my part, are you? Nah, nah, she can't dance. Um, and it's Penny. <laughs> yeah. Who comes up, oh, you're not gonna give her my part, are you? No, no, let's go back to, to having sex. <laughs> Let me put the towels down. Um, so she prepares for her, her big first day, and she goes out and she buys a Versace dress. A Versace? A Versace. Because <laughs> when she goes to talk, she's like, that's a nice dress. It's a Versace. <laughs> they're like, oh, yeah, Versace. Huh? I like Versace. And um, they're like, we want you to go to personnel and give information. And she's like, what? What? No, no. Um, She can't get away with many places and throw fries nope. at the girl in HR, you know? <laughs> nope, can't do that. I mean, uh, at, at GCS where you used to work, I'm sure they try. <laughs> oh, yeah! <laughs> where are you from? Many places! J- hired! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not exactly the most robust of background checks at our, our former place of employment. We hired that one crazy lady that carried the bag full of avocados and 
would ramble and about the government's poisoning the air. And <laughs> there's the My Stones girl. <laughs> the Stones. Or that old lady that wore pants <laughs> under her dress. <laughs> also, oh Jesus, yeah. She okay. would wear cookie sheets and say, that's so nobody stabs me. <laughs> Nomi would fit right in with those yeah, people. 100%. In fact, I'm, I'm relatively certain she had been hired at UCS at least one point in history. So she's learning the dance routine. They're like, you're gonna dance tonight, Nomi! And it's like, the night of the big show, and the fucking monkeys start running around. And the monkey trainer is like, they, they are horny monkeys! They just want sex! <laughs> That's right. That's right, they're horny. <laughs> My note just says, this is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> it is ridiculous. So she's, she's doing good in her chorus girl job. James tries to make up, and he's like, I have a problem with pussy. I always have, always gonna. It's not like I got any money for writing that song. I might as well touch a bit of pussy. <laughs> it's so pathetic. It is. And so she's like, nope, nope, sorry, James. Nope. I'm I'm big time showgirl now. I'm gonna go to Charlotte and be a race car driver. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So she goes to lunch with Crystal Crystal. And Crystal's gonna be like her tutor. And she's yeah. like, ah, let's not dance. Let's go to lunch. Do you like dog food? They, they talk about their history of eating dog food and how they liked doggy chow. Well, I, I, this it, the whole point of this scene is to establish that no matter how much you're supposed to hate Crystal, she's the same. They have the same background. Yep. And they're the same person, whether Nomi wants to admit it or not. Crystal just... The, o- the only person honest with himself in the entire movie is Crystal. Yeah. Um, the only difference between her and Naomi is this woman can dial it down. That's right. She's not manic, but she's like, you have great tits. They're really beautiful. I've always liked nice tits. How about you? She goes, I like having nice tits. Where are you from? Many places. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) And yeah, Crystal gives her the, the advice that if somebody gets in your way, step on them. So Nomi gets offered a thousand dollars to go do a boat show. Like Crystal recommended for her for the job. And she's like, sure, a thousand bucks to just go dance on a boat? Awesome. And Molly tries to be like, don't do it, don't do it. It's it's bad. It's a trap. But she goes to do the boat show anyway, you know. Just, you're gonna go to dinner with these high rollers. Um, but it turns out that uh, they, they want her to, to go have sex with all these rich people. So she doesn't go through with it. She leaves the boat show and she tattle, tattles to Zach, who puts on a big show of reprimanding the guy. Yeah. And then calls him back in. You dumb fucker. Get back here. Get back here. Yeah, I'm gonna fire. Just find someone else for the boat show. Yep. Zach looking the part. The good boss will maintain his status quo. Sounds like the entertainment industry. <laughs> and then also backstage, there's that girl, Annie, the black girl. But she's got this rival, the, the white girl with the dreadlocks. Yeah. Who brings her kids to work for some reason. And, um, you know, this place where people are running around naked talking about, you know, their anatomy, and she brings her kids, and Annie's like, oh, these fucking kids, and the kids are like, mommy, she said a bad word! Well, this woman decides to get her revenge on stage by throwing down some pearls for uh, Annie's partner to trip over, so Annie breaks her leg. Yeah, partner ended up okay. Yeah, partner's fine, but, you know, Annie's broke her leg, her knee, rather. Yeah. And Elizabeth had seen this, but she keeps quiet, you know. And she's, you know, 
Nobody doesn't rat her out. And then we have Henrietta and Al. Al being uh, Davi's character. They come to visit her. And she, it's like happy reunion. It's like she's meeting her parents. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, you grown up, girl. Must be weird not having anybody come on ya. Yeah, Al's trying to have like a, a heartfelt moment in his own <laughs> weird way. way. Weird way. It's sort of a sweet scene. Like It's like, I kind of feel warm. I don't know why. It's gross, but also kind of kind of loving and kind. <laughs> yeah, but she's also, I miss you, Nomi. Nobody treats my tits like you do. It's the most dysfunctional family ever. <laughs> so Nomi goes out to dinner with Zach, and they go back to his place, where she just tells Zach, I liked it when you came, and we have what can only be described as the dolphin sex scene. It's this fucking pool scene. Okay, so first of all, he turns on these lights, which are super lame. But there's a waterfall. I do love a waterfall. But I still, to this day, I, I said it when we saw Emmanuel in America, I still don't understand pool sex. I don't get it. It seems inconvenient and uncomfortable. And um, she starts with the underwater blowjob, which doesn't last long, obviously. She's not a fish. But she fucks like one. Yes. Because <laughs> she gets on top of him at the edge of the pool and flails around like a mad person. Poor Kyle McLaughlin is just confused. <laughs> He's like looking at the director. Paul, help me! Help me! Aren't you gonna cut? This woman's gonna murder me! <laughs> Paul's just counting his money over there. Yeah, uh-huh. Keep it rolling. <laughs> Scream louder, Berkeley! It's like that scene in, uh, in Jay and Silent Bob Straight Back where <laughs> Gus Van Sant who just mentioned, so, is filming uh, Good Will Hunting 2. <laughs> just counting all of his money. Yeah. So, um, they have an audition for Crystal's Understudy. And Elizabeth Berkeley takes a bump of coke because this is our only clue that the character is changing. The character's yeah. already insane, and now you're giving her coke? Right. Well, this is just going to turn into that scene from uh, Saved by the Bell where she does too many speed pills. That She's already at that level. <laughs> I know. Going to push her farther. And so she uh, she auditions. Doesn't feel too confident about it. She goes to see James's show where where there's Penny, and their show gets booed right off the fucking stage. Right. James is like, "Nomi, I'm happy to see you." I'm getting married to Penny, and she's pregnant. Side note, not pregnant in the sequel. Uh, uh-oh. <laughs> they are married in the sequel, and she leaves him. So I'm assuming a miscarriage happened? That's... <laughs> Unfortunate. Yeah. Or they just had the kid and put it up for adoption? Yeah, well, that's better. It's better just to pretend the sequel doesn't exist. So, Crystal at first, like, tries to do this power play to get the understudy position pulled from... Nomi? Yeah. And and Nomi's like, well, 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 hell no. And just pushes Crystal down the stairs, just like we knew was going to eventually happen. And Crystal knew eventually was going to happen. Yeah. And so, and Molly knows. Molly sees this. And Molly's like, I'm not your friend anymore, Nomi. You push that nice woman down the stairs. But Nomi, uh, the, the, the other girl who put, uh, threw, the, threw the jewels down to mess up the one girl, Annie. Yeah, she uh, didn't Saw it, but didn't rat on her because quid pro quo. Nomi didn't rat on her, so and she does a solid in return. Once Nomi gets the leading role, this girl just right. Nomi, can I be your understudy? Yeah, 
And she goes, I'll see what I can do. So there's this big, big party, and this Andrew Carver's going to be there. So Nomi's like, hey, I know you love Andrew Carver. Come to this party, and I'll, I'll introduce you. Okay, I, I, I do want to make one note here. Because after the show, because she gets the, sh- the show, and she's the star, they do a repeat of the scene from the beginning of the movie. Oh, she's so Vegas, blah, blah, blah. And she kind of looks at the camera, like, <clears throat> like knowing, knowing that she has become the thing she hates. Yeah. Like, and there's this, like, smirk. I'm like, that, that's the end of the movie. That's where the movie should end. That's where it no should ending end. Will be a, no ending should be, would be as satisfying as that. And unfortunately, it does not end there, and it gets way worse than just sucking. Yeah, so, uh, Nomi first meets Andrew Carver. She's like, Andrew Carver, I like your music. I like your ass. No, it's Molly that says that. Yeah. It's like, I love your music. I like your ass. Come with me. And we get this horrible rape scene. It's so atrocious. It's very, very bad. That escalated so fast, and it is fucking brutal. It's short, thankfully, but god damn is it. Wow. But, oh, they beat the shit out of her. That is... This is why the movie would still be NC-17. If you cut that scene, it's it's an R. The yeah. amount of nudity wouldn't offend people enough today to get more than an R. That scene, though, pushes it over the edge. And then she leaves that room, just beat up, naked, blood down her thighs. I don't know why. What What about this movie indicated, oh, this is where we're headed with this. This comes out of absolutely nowhere. It does. And so, um, you know, so she gets, ends up in the hospital, obviously, this poor woman. And Nomi goes to see her, you know, to try and take care of her. Like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm a horrible person because this happened to you. And we finally get her backstory because Zach shows up. And I wrote down her backstory. She's from many places <laughs> I mean, technically. Um, her name is Pollyanne Costello. Father killed her mother, then killed herself, so she ran away from a foster home in Oakland in 1990. She has arrests for soliciting in Denver, soliciting in San Jose, soliciting in Cheyenne. Only like 10 people live in Wyoming. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Possession of crack, more soliciting, assault. And um, he's like, why, 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 why'd you stop hooking? No, I, I did what I had to do. How much did you charge? $50? And he's like, well, you're underselling because you fuck good. I'm like, no, she doesn't. Uh, 50, 50 might be an stretch. <laughs> Apparently he enjoyed it, though. Yeah, he this didn't look like he did when he was looking to Paul Verhoeven for saving. <laughs> so she goes to see Andrew Carver and beats the shit out of him, deservedly. Yeah, he earned that one. And then she tells his bodyguards, oh, he's taking a nap. <laughs> I did kind of like this 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 bit. And so she leaves to start just hitchhiking again. You know, even though her her face is on this billboard. Right. Oh, wait, no, she does visit Crystal first. Oh, yeah, to say that. Oh, yeah, you get a couple of good scenes here. She visits, yeah, she visits Molly to say she got beat the shit out of him. Yeah, like, I got that son of a bitch for you. Then she and then has a, has a weird relationship moment with Crystal. Crystal's like, I'm proud of you, Nomi. You did what you had to do, yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, uh, my career's over, but you know what? I told you you would do this, and we're, we're friends. Like, Crystal probably did this to the last girl, you know? <laughs> yeah, well, she said she said that. That's how I got my first job. <laughs> yeah. And, um, I guess Nomi's like, just okay, I was a showgirl, now I'm gonna leave. It, was, it must have been so easy to disappear in 1995, I guess. Yeah, so she goes to hitchhike, and Jeff picks her up. 
and she pulls out her switchblade and she's like, I want my fucking suitcase, I'm gonna kill you! And I'm Which like, I'm using enough, but... I'm like, so was she really leaving, or was this just part of... Because she's on a vengeance kick right now. <laughs> this is part of the vengeance kick, and then after she kills Jeff, she's gonna go back to the club to get dressed for her, the show? The, the true, the true uh, sequel is a revenge movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Terrible. That show, girls, it's it's something. It's two hours and 11 minutes long. Ends in a brutal gang rape scene for reasons. And, god damn it, fuck, what's, why? Yeah, Paul Verhoeven got paid quite a lot of money for that, that movie, that screenplay. 1.5 million. Um, this was so, after he got 3 million for fucking Basic Instinct. So, this is uh, Joe Esterhaus who wrote the script. The, uh, yes, the Joe, Joe Esterhaus, who is the worst person in the world. This is what uh, this is what he said in 1997, so two years post. He said, clearly we made a mistake. Clearly it was one of the biggest failures of our time. It failed commercially, critically. It failed on videotape. It failed internationally. In retrospect, part of it that Paul and I were coming out of basic instinct, he's saying, which defied the critics and was a huge success. Maybe there was a certain hubris involved. You think, Joe? You think? We can do what we want to do. Is go as far out there as we want. The rape scene was a god-awful mistake. In retrospect, a terrible mistake. And musically, it was eminently forgettable. And in casting, mistakes were made. You think, Joe? Yeah. It and took you two years to reflect on that? You know, and then, you know what he did after that? Well, some crap. Uh, he was supposed to write the, that Maccabee script for Mel Gibson. <laughs> oh. Well, I'm glad that never happened. Because, uh, you know that Mel Gibson argument, the Where's my fucking Maccabees? Yeah. It was Esther Haas on the phone. <laughs> and, um, yeah, but Esther Haas, he wrote a book about people peeing, I think. I don't remember. It was terrible. Um, and he finally did his Alan Smithy film. Burn Hollywood Burn, which was his, oh yeah, and it was so bad that he had to take the Alan Smithy name. That he made a movie about Alan Smithy that was so bad he couldn't put his name on it. <laughs> <laughs> a certain amount of poetic, uh, so a uh, certain poetic uh, aspect of that isn't. It? But Verhoeven went on to Starship Troopers after this, which was ridiculed at the time, but is actually a pretty damn good movie. Yeah, we did a full Geek Juice radio on Verhoeven last week. I mean, he's done, he's done good stuff. Yeah, he has done good stuff. I mean, uh, Robocop's great. Total Recall's great. Yeah. Basic Instinct is a movie that exists. Showgirls uh, Starship is Cooper's great. Starship great. Showgirls is terrible. <laughs> Showgirls is the Hollow worst. Man, Hollow Man is not very good either, but and I haven't seen anything after that. But. So next week... Very different musical. We're watching a uh, old West movie, Little Rita of the West. I swear to God, if there's rape in this one, I'm just going to throw my hands and walk out. There's not. Oh, thank God. There's not even hints of it. It's an old spaghetti western, but then again, we've had spaghetti westerns with rapes in them. Every movie seems to be just either cannibalism or rape. Like, that's all we do. So, February, um, after Little Rita is rape month at... <laughs> oh, God. Uh, no, no. I can see you doing that to me. <laughs> I would never do that. That's horrible. That would be terrible. No, but next week is Little Rita of the West. Thank you for being a subscriber. I didn't need to do the outro because you know where to find us. So, catch us next week for Little Rita of the West, my favorite movie. 
Uh, I, I know it doesn't need to be said, it goes without saying, but five PM donut shop coffee for this movie. Five PM donut shop coffee. While watching Emmanuel in America. Oh, I will I will eat the coffee filter out of the trash when they close before I watch Showgirls again. Yep. I'm with you on that. Alright, good night. <laughs> night. Bright light said it gonna set my soul, gonna set my soul on fire. Got a whole lot of money that's ready to burn, so get those stakes up higher. There's a thousand pretty women waiting out there. They're all living the devil may care. And I'm just a devil with love to spare. So Viva Las Vegas. Viva Las Vegas. How I wish.